This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Jesus is so wonderful yeah. and so real. Um, his reality is really our treasure. It's, his presence is our everything. So I'm so grateful to Him, the Holy Spirit, for revealing His precious, precious presence to me. But I do need to say I'm so grateful for this ministry. I mean, you mentioned me getting saved at 12 years old. I, I remember I, I really felt led to touch on that today as I was seeking the Lord this morning. Yeah. You know... Uh, when I was a boy, I remember I was seven years old, and uh, my uncle had just passed away of cancer. And you know, in our culture, the family gets together the night of the memorial. Yeah. They wear black. They sit uh, on, in the living room and just talk about the person's life. And so the women were mourning. The men were mourning. We were all eating, and I was sitting on the couch. And there was a knock on the door. And I'll never forget this Greek priest walking through the door. And pastor, when he walked through the door to console the family, Jesus walked in that living room with him. The very atmosphere of the room changed. There was a heaviness. It was hot. You could mm. feel electricity in the room. I remember sitting there thinking to myself, there's something different about this house now that this man has walked in the room. And so he sat down very meekly uh, on a chair. Now, none of us had been around the presence of the Lord or His power up to this point. We didn't know anything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but this man had just recently received the baptism. And he sat on a chair just across from my father, and I was just like a deer in headlights, wondering what was happening. And this man looked my father in the eye and he said, have you ever seen Jesus? That got everybody's attention. That's usually not what you'd say at a memorial, yeah. especially in our culture. Right. My father said, uh, no, father, I have not seen Jesus. And this man said, why not? My dad said, well, I don't know. The priest said, would you like to? Hmm. Precious. That got everybody's attention. Everybody went from mourning to being a very captive audience. Yeah. And at the time, my dad had had about four or five knee surgeries within a couple of years. And he had crutches with him. I remember my dad being in a wheelchair, always on crutches, always in pain. He had a tube out of his leg. He was on thousands of milligrams of medication for years. That's when I was a boy, which was very hard on me because my dad is such a strong man. And as my dad was sitting there in weakness, this priest said, do you want to see Jesus? When my dad said yes, this priest walked up to him and grabbed the incision with his hand. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, behold. When he squeezed the incision, uh, my dad initially felt pain, but then he felt fire go through his leg. And the, priest, the priest backed up and he said, now walk in Jesus' name. And so my dad, we had never been around this. We'd never seen it. So my dad grabbed the crutches to walk as he always had. And the priest said, no crutches, walk. So my dad walked. And that leg that was atrophied and skinnier than my arm grew muscle. And my dad was miraculously healed. That would have been 1984. And God decided to visit our family. 
In 1989, after my dad was healed, why we didn't turn to the Lord quicker, I don't know. But in 1989, I came to OCC and I, I heard a man preach about a real living Jesus. And I, I heard someone talk about a Jesus that they knew, that he, he was so real that he had a heart and that he had desires and that, that we could grieve him and that we could make him happy and that we could literally affect the feelings of God. Mm. And I remember sitting in that church, and the reason I came is because my uncle said, you'll like him. He's, he was raised Greek Orthodox. <laughs> and that's yeah. what got me there. And when I heard uh, this pastor talk about this real Jesus, I said, I've got to know him. I, I've got to have him. It's, it's not so much about heaven and hell to me, even though they're true. I, I've got to know this real God. And so that night I stormed the altar ran to it with all my might. I probably knocked down, my, with my brother, we probably knocked down 20 elderly people on the way. <laughs> and we fell on that altar. And after we give our lives to the Lord, I prayed a prayer. I said, Jesus, I give you my life. I want to serve you. But just make this, give me this one request. I don't know how to serve you. I'd like to travel with this pastor one day so that I could learn how. And that was you. After that night, I spent hours with him for months and months, days, weeks. I began preaching as a 12-year-old boy on the streets of Greek town, telling my family they were going to hell if they didn't come to Jesus. My, one of my aunts said, if you ever call me a sinner again, I'm going to slap your face. I said, well, Thea, her name is, that's what we call people in Greek. Thea, you will not make heaven if you don't give your life to Jesus. And that started a life with the Lord. Years went by, and uh, as I've shared prior on this show, I left the Lord. How? That's a long story. But in 2003, I began traveling with you, and uh, my life was forever changed. So I want to thank you. And I want to thank everyone who's, who's supported this ministry, uh, who's prayed for this ministry. Thank you. I, uh, I, I felt led to uh, share that today. I felt That's it was precious. the Spirit of the Lord. But regarding him, Pastor, I think of Mary and Martha's house so often. Here's Jesus sitting on a chair, probably maybe on a couch, just low on the ground and it's a busy house. It's the typical ministry meeting. Wherever Jesus went, there was ministry taking place. People were, I'm sure it was crowded. And Mary's sitting at the feet of the Lord while her sister's busy with ministry. And Martha speaks up and says, Master, teacher, Tell Mary to help me. Certainly there are more important things than just sitting at your feet. There must be more to this life. Certainly the life of ministry must be a bit more complicated. We must do more. It can't be that simple to sit at the feet of the Master. And Jesus speaks up. He says, Martha, Martha, you're troubled with so many things. Mary has chosen the good part and it cannot be taken from her. Then he said, one thing is needed. 
When I read that out of Luke 10, I said, Master, you've made it so simple. Just one thing is needed to please you. I must find this one thing. Mm. Because I was a broken pastor when I read that passage. I was pastoring here under your leadership. Our church was a miracle-free zone. Nothing was happening. I tried everything. I read every book on church growth. I tried seating people differently. I tried flyers. I tried every method. Finally, I said, if I don't find Jesus again, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I don't want to do it without him. It's not worth it. So I said, Lord, what's this one thing? And then he led me to Matthew 22. And here a lawyer comes to Jesus. This is a profound question. He says, teacher, he had witnessed Jesus answering so well every question. He says, which is the first and great command? And Jesus, without hesitation, says, that's easy. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And Mark adds, with all your mind, with all your strength. In other words, your entire being must become a vessel of love for God. I began to think, if this is the first and great command, it must become our first and greatest teaching again. If this is the first and great command, loving God, loving Jesus, making Him our first, it must become our ultimate focus. It must become our most often preached message. It must become our greatest desire to have first love. Because if we miss the first and great command, we miss it all. And then Jesus said, On this command hangs all the law and all the prophets. In other words, if I love Jesus, everything's fulfilled. Everything. But then I said, Jesus, why is it the first and great command? I talk to him like he's real because he is. I said, please show me. You're not just a computer that spits out truth. There's motive behind you, your teaching there's a desire behind everything that comes out of your mouth. Why, is, why have you made loving you the first and great command? And so clearly, I'll never forget it, I was living here in Aliso Viejo. And he said, because it's what I desire most, your love. Pastor, to rob Jesus of first love is to rob him of his greatest desire. Mm-hmm. To not love him is to strip him of Calvary's reward. Paul said, though I give my body to be burned, if I don't have love, it profits me nothing. If I die a martyr's death, he's saying, because Nero was burning people alive. In other words, he was saying, if I die without an awareness of Jesus, it profits me nothing. The Holy Spirit showed me this weeks ago. Love for Jesus is like our heart. Other teachings that are truthful are like our fingers. We need them, but they're not as vital. So if first love is the health of my heart, I must maintain it with diligence. I like to say that prosperity is like my finger. Deliverance is like my finger. It's truthful. It's needed. I need them. How to operate and ride the winds of the Spirit, which are needed, we need it. No doubt. 
It's like another finger. Casting out demons. That's another finger. But what good is it to have a healthy hand if my heart is full of toxicity? That's what I believe has happened. Especially with my generation. I, I'm young. And I believe we've replaced simplicity with principles and methods. Madame Guyon said this, true simplicity regards God alone. In other words, if you love Him, you'll be at peace. People tell me all the time, you're too simple. No, it is that simple. When I think of 1989, when I came to Jesus, do you know what I did, Pastor? I'd sit in my room and talk to Him until He became more real to me than the bed I was leaning on or the clothes I was wearing. His reality was my pursuit. I say this in Many of the services I preach in, salvation, it's not a method or a system, it's a person. Salvation has a beard. Salvation has eyes. Salvation has holes in his hands. He has a wound on his side. Salvation has beautiful hair. Salvation cries when he sees a city like Jerusalem reject him. Salvation rejoices when the simple receive him. Remember he said, Father, I rejoice that you've revealed your kingdom to the simple. Salvation is a person. He's so real. But somehow, as Paul said, and this is a warning to us in in this hour, Paul said, I fear. Want to read this? Yeah. 2 Corinthians 11.1. I fear as the serpent deceived Eve. So you too have left the simplicity of Jesus. What a statement. What a bold, powerful statement. He likened our distraction to the fall of man in the garden. He compared it as the serpent deceived Eve. So you too have left the simplicity of Jesus. What did Eve run to? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of principles. Instead of eating from the tree of life, who has represented the person of the Lord. Paul warned us to come back to this person. Who at times is so lonely. Who wants us to come back to him. Michael, honey, I'm so moved by what you're talking about. I feel such a strong anointing as Michael has been ministering. And I want him to pray for you right now. We have just a few minutes left. Go ahead and look in the camera and talk to our people and then pray with them. Yes. My friend, before you were ever born, the Lord knew you'd be watching this right now. He knew. He knew you'd be in this circumstance. Before you were ever in your mother's womb, the Lord knew this moment would take place. And He's reaching out to you now with arms of incredible love, Jesus is reaching out to you, wanting you, desiring you, able and willing to shatter every shackle and sin. Everything that holds you, Jesus can destroy now. If your sin stands between you and God, which it does if you haven't given Him your life, He can wash it right now with His precious blood. God became man and died on a cross for you, shed His blood for you, 
gave his back to those who shredded it for your healing, all for you. Would you say yes to him now? Would you give him your life? Would you just say, Jesus, I want you? If that's your desire, if you sense the Holy Spirit pulling on you, the Bible says it's the Holy Spirit who sheds the love of God abroad. This is the work of God. Just close your eyes where you are. And don't repeat this prayer just to repeat it. Mean it. Say, Father, here's my life. I'm a sinner. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me. Deliver me. Draw me to yourself. Here I am. Give you my entire being. Take my life. Jesus, you're the Son of God. You're alive today. You died on a cross for my sin. And I belong to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And dear Jesus, heal your people. Yes, Lord. Bring healing to the sick, healing to the afflicted. As Michael has said, your back was shredded and whipped. And precious Lord, your word declares with your stripes were healed. Yes. Heal every person we pray watching this program today. We rebuke that sickness in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen and amen. amen. This has been so powerful. I am... I've not, I, I, I have not had the chance to listen to my son-in-law minister I'm just sitting here speechless really it's precious so precious so proud of you love you wow <clears throat> Tell, uh, talk about your book Maggie I uh, out of discouragement this book came just wanted to walk with mm-hmm. God so uh, one night I was praying and I saw all these chapters. And, uh, I just wanted to write a book. If I, I'm not going to read pages, but I. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. That's I, all. I just wrote. Uh, this book is dedicated to the one who suffered in shame and died on a cross for me. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950640, Lake Mary, Florida 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.